I think in today's world, when we buy products, we don't just look at the product for the attribute. We look at, well, what is it? What does it do for me? Why does it exist? And who's making it? And why are they making it? Welcome back to the Women on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saperstein. In this episode, I'll speak with Shazi Vizram, the founder and CEO of Healthy Nest. She joins us today to talk about her journey creating two successful mission-driven companies, plus motherhood, and her roles as an investor and advisor. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Shazi, thank you so much for joining us on the Women on the Move podcast. It is so great to have you here. It's so fun to be here with you, Sam. Thanks so much. I would love to start with your background as an entrepreneur. You had such success with two companies, Happy Family Organic and Healthy Nest. Would love for you to tell us first a little bit about those companies, what each of them do and what their missions are. Well, with Happy Family, we launched actually 15 years ago, last Mother's Day. So we just crept up on our 15-year anniversary. The mission was always to impact the trajectory of children's health through food. And I really saw this opportunity to kind of change children's outcome by starting them off on the right foot with clean, healthy nutrition. And that was sustainable and that would actually impact, you know, how we live and grow. And after Happy Family, we just launched Healthy Nest. And Healthy Nest, it's really the mission there is to fulfill each child's highest potential by supporting parents in their developmental health and outcomes. And we do that by creating really elevated routines throughout the day using products that ideally support their biological health so that we can focus on their developmental health. So we'll definitely get more into these different products that you've launched. But first, I really want to talk about the inspiration behind starting your own businesses. How did that first come to be? How did you, number one, get the idea, the ideas for the businesses, and then two, the motivation to go out there and and start them on your own? I mean, it's funny because I started Happy Family, which is an organic baby food company before I was even a mom. In fact, I feel like I was a baby when I started it. And (laughs) and I've been living in the world of baby ever ever since, which is fun. So with Happy, you know, the inspiration came to me when I was really searching for kind of what was going to be my purpose or was my meaning in life. What, what, what am I going to do with my time that made me feel like I was using all of my gifts? And I grew up watching my parents who were immigrants and entrepreneurs themselves in their own way, run their businesses and struggle and take risks in order to make you know a better life for my brother and myself. And I didn't want to have anything to do with all of that. I wanted to be an artist and paint pictures and I didn't want to sully myself with business because I was tired of it. Something happened in my early 20s when I kind of, you know, you're sort of searching for that first job and you start realizing, wow, actually working for yourself is fairly empowering. And looking back at what my parents were able to do, I mean, they came to this country and they made a way and worked for themselves and they were really proud of that. And then secondly, when you work for yourself, the values that you bring into your work are your are your very own. You're you're directing sort of the ethics of your life and how you bring that into creating abundance too. And so I realized that despite everything that I always said, I was going to go into business and start a business. And I found it to be actually the most creative thing besides having a baby that one can do is to start a business. And so I realized that that was my art is to actually to start and build businesses. And for me, the starting part is actually the most fun. With Happy, 
you know, the drive was there to do something that I could just devote myself 100% to. And when I realized all of the challenges that children in our country were facing and the path that we had them on based on the standard American diet, the number of chemicals in the environment that were going unchecked or unregulated, and the fact that, you know, more people than not just don't have access to really clean, fresh food. I felt like that was something I could dedicate my whole life to because it felt to me, even as a person without a baby, that focusing on our future and improving our future is always the right thing to do. I love the fact that you just took upon really big goals and really big topics as part of the business that you were going out and launching. And I love this story about how your parents actually did influence you in such a deep way, even though you thought maybe you wouldn't pursue that path in the end you did. So I think that's really great to hear. You know, Healthy Nest is now your latest venture. And I'd love for you to talk about how did you go from baby food, which was really your first business, into some of the products and the thinking behind Healthy Nest? It's sequential, but it all kind of fits in the same ecosystem, so to speak. So with Healthy Nest, you know, we're focusing on developmental health. And in my personal life, after having my own two children, I have a son who's 11 and he has autism and he was diagnosed at the age of two. And it was pretty shocking. And at the time I was running happy and, you know, this founder and CEO of this very fast organic food company that's focused on removing environmental toxins and cleaning up our food system Still, I end up ironically having a child with autism, which to some degree is really related to our environment and how our bodies are responding to today's environment and the neurological sort of health of what's going on. You know, I'd been running the business and and we were growing and things were going great, but I was at a place where I just needed to support my son and I ended up selling the company. And I sold the company to Group Danone, which is a wonderful organization, multinational, headquartered in France, also mission-driven really at the core. And their mission is to, you know, impact health through food. So there were was a lot of alignment. Meanwhile, I had been building this sort of platform brand of how to reach new parents. And the one thing that's so exciting about the baby space is that when you can build products that live in a in a new parent's home, you know, you affect them on a day-to-day basis. They read the back of the pack like you do a cereal box and it changes your behavior, it teaches you things, it focuses, focuses you again on, you know, this better future. And I love that so much. And what happened really is that I recognize so much about our entire environment and how that really impacts our children's outcomes and developmental health and their mental health and their happiness. So some of your products include things like diapers and having had three kids of my own, I'm amazed. I never really thought much about their diapers. I never really thought that this would be on their body so long. And, and yet the work that you did to really research diapers that were organic, better for the skin, didn't have these chemicals in it really opened my eyes to, you know, maybe the problems um, conventional diapers bring. Can you tell us about that product, why it's so important to the line and why you thought this was really important place to anchor the business? It's not like I set out to sell diapers, but you know, this really fascinating thing, your brain quite literally develops the first three years of life. And pretty much the first three years of life, you're sitting in a diaper. I mean, almost 24 seven, you know? And what I realize is that the diaper, in a sense, is this vehicle for a very magical time 
And if you look at the way parents use diapers, we need them to work, but this is an industry that had yet to be ever regulated. And what you recognize is babies literally absorb everything that you put on their skin through their skin and it goes into the bloodstream right away. And we think about organic food because obviously what you eat, you want it to be clean, but you know, you have the benefit of your digestive system. However, it's very vulnerable the first years of life and it's so important to eat organically, especially for, you know, mom and baby. But the skin is actually this huge organ that doesn't have the benefit of a digestive system to detox. And so everything you put on baby skin really matters and around them. And the diaper was this kind of, for me, this massive category that could be disrupted by creating a far better supply chain, a far better sort of outcome in terms of how we could utilize manufacturing and innovation to actually improve the quality of the materials that go on the diaper, that go on your baby's skin for 24-7 for three years to up the industry's game. And so that's kind of what we did at Happy. We said, you know, there's a better way. We're going to create it and we're going to democratize it. And for me at Healthy Nest, the idea is there is a better way to manufacture diapers. And also you've done so much research around autism, given your personal experience with this and have a great network of experts that you've consulted on so many aspects of children's development. Tell me about how you wanted to put that all together in a company that would serve parents you know, very broadly, because I'm also the mother of an autistic son. And, you know, I really appreciate what you've been doing to benefit so many people that just don't have the time or the resources or the network that you have. So why was that important to sort of bring that out to more people? Well, you do know quite literally how challenging it can be. Sane's autism was regressive. So the first two years of life were pretty typical. And then all of a sudden we started seeing him lose milestones, lose his ability to communicate with us and connect with us. And I mean, for the most part, he was nonverbal until maybe about eight years old. And meanwhile, I just set myself up to learn everything I could possibly learn about any correlation. There's always that correlation is not causation, but it's interesting to understand what is going on in our world that might be causing autism rates, for instance, to rise. And as I was going through this journey, and remember, I just kind of hit the jackpot in terms of selling my company. So I had financial resources for the first time. And all of a sudden, I'm like, there's nothing in the world I love more than my son. I need to figure out how to help him. And I want to understand how this happened and why. I need to understand really the dynamics of what's going on with our children's health in our country. Like when I was growing up, I don't think I knew a single person with autism. And so a lot of people will say, oh, well, it's overdiagnosed today or it's, you know, diagnoses are much higher. But just think back to your childhood because now, you know, one in six children will get a developmental diagnosis. It's the kind of thing where you say, well, we've got to do something about this. These are really the canaries in the coal mine. How was it in starting this company during the pandemic? You know, what did you have to do differently than you'd done maybe the first time, just given the nature of the environment? Oh my gosh, it's a totally different animal. And, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, you've done this before. It's easy for you. But first of all, a second business is never like the first. And then, you know, the environment's totally different and the people are different. Your team's different. The products are different. The challenges are different. But launching during the pandemic has been, you know, a real test of strength and perseverance and also really just heightened the mission so much because I've been living with it every day at home. 
And for us, Zayn has a lot of services at school that all of a sudden just disappeared. So he had an aide and he has speech therapy and OT and PT and a number of other therapies like music therapy and swimming and equine therapy. And I mean, we have packed this kid's schedule so that he can live his best life. And he really loves to engage. And that's how we build a bridge back to our world with him. And he started talking and he's been doing so great. And then all of a sudden, gone everything gone and the people in his life gone. And all of a sudden it was really difficult to focus on pretty much anything else, but his suffering and how to get him to a better place. And meanwhile, I'm launching a company and the team is in New York, but they're a new team. So it's not like we have a cadence of working together really well. We're kind of all figuring each other out and everybody is trying to contribute, but we're not all in the same place. And so that's been challenging, but it's also like it's really great to have, you know, this time to reset and look at how the world has changed and what newer focuses might be. So when we first went into launching Healthy Nest, it was to protect and enrich. So you protect by creating the safest biological environment for baby's brain to develop in. And then you enrich by creating activities and games and all kinds of basically therapeutic little fun things to do with baby that are actually building deeper neural pathways. But for a mom or dad, it's just a fun game. And then post-pandemic, we added this layer of support. We all actually need a shoulder, a little bit of inspiration, and some coaching now and then to remind us that we're doing a good job and to keep us feeling confident. And I don't know if the support piece would have been so obvious as a part of our brand that needed to be there until the pandemic really hit. And we just recognized how it's like bringing a baby home during COVID. So we built in this extra layer of coaching and you can even call customer service and have a conversation with a developmental specialist and make sure that any concerns you have, whether it's product or milestones are being addressed. And up to what age of the child do you help parents with? You know, the coaching would be until zero to how many years? Initially, now we're building out the full content for zero to three, but I, I see it going on because ultimately we want to have community and cohorts and, you know, parents groups. I think people are yearning for that time again. We're actually launching an experiential space down in Tribeca, which is a place you can come with baby and literally have a developmental, you know, like a play expert play with your baby while you put your feet up and either pump or change a diaper or drink a mimosa or have some tea. And I think that'll be a nice place to just experience the softness of, for instance, our diapers or sign up for the subscription. So you don't have to worry about, you know, ordering every month. So you mentioned, you know, when you're starting another company, the challenges are different. Your team is different. I'm wondering though, in all the work you spend thinking about, for example, packaging, when it came to the pouches for baby food, did you learn anything about supply chain management or recycling or materials that was helpful to you with the new company, particularly around diapers? Were there any learnings you were really able to bring through from one of the companies to now? Very much so. I mean, once you've created safe organic food, and I, I really believe that Happy has pioneered baby grade safety standard in terms of food quality, where there's a lot that the FDA regulates, but then there's so much more that you can do internally. So we created, I really think a best in class QA system around ensuring that everything we produce is safe. And once you've done that with food, which is something baby ingests, you learn about all of these, you know, I've learned about uh, obviously phthalates and BPA and packaging, so many endocrine disruptors that exist in our day-to-day -day life that you should screen for. And also just plastics in general. 
how do we use plastics as responsibly as we can, knowing that we're in a modern world so that they're either made from post-consumer recycled waste and can be fully recyclable? Both Happy Family and Healthy Nest are certified B corporations. And I would love for you to talk to us about why was that important to you to set these up in that way? And what does it mean for you as a business and also for consumers with that designation? Yeah, so when consumers see the B on packaging or on a website and you recognize that a corporation is a certified B corporation, what that means is that the company bylaws exist to make the mandate of creating a triple bottom line. It's almost like a regulatory process that gives you governance on how to be good. It's nice to have a roadmap for how to benefit the world through business. And what B Corp does is they give you that roadmap and then they grade you on how well you're doing. So every year you have to update your score. So it's holding you accountable for doing the things that you say that you want to do as a business. And for me, that's really important because if you can track something, you can improve it. And with Happy, we consistently make the you know best of the world B Corps list. And I'm always really proud of that because, you know, it means that we're putting our money where our mouth is and we're doing, you know, we're doing all the good that we intend to do and it's being tracked and, um, and to some degree regulated. And do you think more consumers are really coming around to valuing this as well? They're looking for these kind of standards. I think in today's world, when we buy products, we don't just look at the product for the attribute. We look at, well, what is it? What does it do for me? Why does it exist? And who's making it? And why are they making it? And I think a lot of B Corps have um, real stories kind of like ours that just authenticate the why and make the why more meaningful. I mean, honestly, I could care less about selling another diaper for the rest of my life. It's not about selling product. It's about improving our developmental outcomes. And for me, the diaper is the vehicle to do that. And if I'm going to do that, I need to make the best diaper in the world that I'm proud of. But it really is my focus is to make a difference. And I think that resonates with a lot of consumers. And I think it's nice to say, yes, you know, B Corp came and audited us. This is our score. Yeah. And the way you describe it, it is so aligned with your mission. And to be in that company, then of other companies doing this as well, just feels really right for the brand and what you're trying to convey. There's clearly been a lot of research behind your products and about the ecosystem overall that you're building. And as a former product developer, I'm fascinated by the research that you do, the insights that you come up with and how you translate those insights into a real product and then a message. Tell us about the findings that inform your products. You know, where were you starting from and how did you go from insights around development to a product like a diaper? There's a correlation with the time that you spend in a diaper and the time that the baby's brain is developing. So there's this natural fit timing-wise and product-wise. And then as a mom, I've learned this very much with my son's autism. We all learn better or more when we feel safe and secure. So when you feel safe and happy, you're more open to novel experiences. And when you're more open to novel experiences, you're learning more. When you feel safe and happy is around routine because you know what to expect. And I think part of why the pandemic has been so challenging is all of our routines have totally blown up and especially for children. But then developing a routine for a baby is like basically like creating their, I don't know, their rhythm of life. And if you can start from the very earliest days developing a meaningful, safe routine 
with products in their world that you know are truly safe so that the mattress they sleep on is safe, the diapers that surround their skin is safe, and then use those moments to then build deeper connections because you know that they're feeling safe and happy and that's the time that the magic happens. That's part of the research was putting together these realizations. Well, I've learned so much as a parent going through all of these therapies with my son and then seeing my daughter develop so typically and seeing her exposed to many of these sensory activities and responding so well to them. And the research behind that is so fascinating. So what I learned was there's this whole field. And I think we, as parents, a lot of us are exposed to it, but it's called environmental enrichment. And environmental enrichment basically says that your environment shapes who you become and how your brain works. And so there are activities that you can do that actually bring in, let's say two senses at once. So olfactory and touch, okay? So like just the idea of having a soothing scent and warm touch is lighting up two parts of your brain and creating more of a coherence, more of a resilience in your brain, deeper neural connections. And I'm not a neuroscientist, but I have friends who are, and they confirm this. And so the more we do some of these things with our children, like the day-to-day version of that is giving your baby a nice massage after a bath and talking to them and cuddling them. And so to some degree, like my research has come from me as a parent, talking to scientists, talking to pediatricians, and then recognizing, wow, well, if we pair that knowledge of neuroscience and repetition around routine, but with bringing in novel activities and exercises and reminding parents how important the time is, but you pair it with a product they're going to use anyway, that's where the magic happens. It's just the idea that we can make more of everyday moments when we know how important they are. So not only are you a business owner and founder, but you're an investor in other businesses and other founders. And so I'm really curious to know what founders and businesses make you the most excited and that you want to bet your own money on. I love more than anything backing founders who have passion and vision and the ability to execute. I've learned a lot, I think, through investing over the years. In the beginning, I made a few mistakes in thinking that everyone had the same passion, but it's not always true for what they do. I've really like honed in on the children's health and wellness space is kind of my space and true innovations that are disruptive, but led by founders who really care. One of them is the scientist, Nina Tandon. I went to a presentation and She had participated in this program at Columbia University where it's Columbia Business School and the medical school and the college, but a number of people come together and make teams and have business concepts. And she had been working on this science basically to take stem cells and and create human bones. And I was the first investor in Epibone. Fairly young kid, just made some money from selling my company. I was the first person to raise my hand and say, I want to invest. And now, you know, there are all these other great people there, but, you know, sometimes you just see it. And she is, she is so brilliant and so dedicated and the science is so there. I mean, it's another thing to say, I want to invest and then you do the diligence. And then I find myself standing in a lab holding a bone that she just grew. So that's one. There's a new company called Biomilk that I've been advising and invested in. And I find it really fascinating. There are two moms who are working to recreate the benefit of breast milk without the breast which is pretty out there, but like imagine a world where infants could be fed the absolute best thing, which is breast milk, regardless of whether or not 
we all have different challenges, but to have the value of breast milk, breast milk's like liquid gold. They're working on that and there's a lot in the pipeline. Well, I love the fact that you're taking all of your lessons and really helping other founders as well, because it sounds like they have remarkable products in their own spaces and we'll all be able to benefit from them. So thank you for that. And in terms of learning from your mistakes, or I guess dealing with your mistakes, it sounds like you're a big fan of jokes and appreciative of having a sense of humor, particularly as a parent. So I'm wondering, um, you know, day to day, what is your life like when, when you tell these jokes and you use your sense of humor with your kids? I think another art form is comedy and a sense of sense of humor is what gets us through like these times, you know, my husband and I, it's always like a competition as to who can like get the next singer um, and really create a belly laugh. And I think that that came from, for me, it was like my dad was the king of zingers, you know, even like in his old older age, he just had this like deep, funny voice that was everybody when he talked, everyone really did listen and it was fun and he was just so playful. And it just made life good, you know, because the truth is like he was dealing with Alzheimer's and early onset Parkinson and the guy had lost his ability to see and life is like not always hard, but to be able to make a joke after joke after joke during that time, it's just a way of keeping things in perspective. There's nothing better than laughing with your kids, you know. Amen to that. I can say too, as a, someone who learned from my late father too, the amazing nature of a sense of humor, I find that's a way to keep them alive. So I try to pass on his jokes to my kids and I hope they find them as funny as I did. And Chazi, thank you so much for speaking with me today about your businesses and your vision and how you're helping so many infants and families. So where can people find more information about the companies and buy the products? Happy Families website is Happy Family Organics and then Healthy Nest, where we have all of the diapers and wipes and great essentials for baby and activities are all found at healthybaby.com. Thanks for joining my conversation with Shazi Vizram. Her passion for creating safe and organic products for children comes from such a personal place. And I think this really shows in the quality of her brands. I'm so excited by her vision for growth and sustainability, and I'm looking forward to see Healthy Nest evolve. The mission of Women on the Move is to help women in their professional and personal lives. Our goal is to introduce you to people with great ideas, inspiring stories, and a passion to make a difference. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe so you won't miss any others. For J.P. Morgan Chase's Women on the Move, I'm Sam Saperstein. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A. is a member of the FDIC.